Welcome to Voices, a podcast from the Institute for Human Rights and Business. Here, we're seeking to elevate the range of perspectives on the role of business in the world and in people's everyday lives. Hello, everyone. I'm Neil Wilkins from the Institute for Human Rights and Business. For this Voices podcast, I'm very delighted to welcome Spencer Bomholt Fane who is the Global Program Manager and Content Lead for Quizzer, a digital training platform for workers that is being increasingly used by brands and their suppliers in a variety of sectors across an increasing number of geographic locations. Spencer, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Spencer, so perhaps we should start with a brief history and introduction to Quizzer. What what should we know? Yeah, So Quizzer was founded by our two co-founders, Sophie and Jens. They were both working for H&M. Sophie was producing educational films for suppliers and Jens was working uh, within the sustainability section. Uh, Sophie really saw what a powerful tool education films could be. And she really felt that workers were seen and engaged when she would present those films. Both she and Jens saw the need for capacity building both for factory workers and management. And that's really where the idea started. Since then, we've really grown and continued to work iteratively with leading brands, international organizations, and NGOs to develop an effective and engaging methodology for capacity building, as well as tying that with really key data and insights throughout supply chains. So what's, what's really important is, the, is this engagement piece, the need to be relatable. And I know yeah. that Quizzer, Quizzer makes a, a, a real virtue of that. Absolutely. That's key to everything we do, being relatable and engaging. It was really clear that traditional training methods were lacking. You know, you'd see dozens of slides with dry legal information from codes of conduct or supplier standards, while groups of workers kind of zoned out. So it was easily forgettable and really felt like companies were just checking boxes. So what we do different is really put the worker and the user of our tool at the center of everything we do. So to be relatable, we use accessible, interactive adult learning methods and gamification to make it fun. So one of the ways we do that is through films, and we use a combination of styles for films, one of which is a character-focused film, similar to something like an educational soap opera or a telenovela. This allows workers and managers to see themselves in trainings and relate to the situations they face. And I think as everyone knows and is increasingly apparent in the world we live in, representation matters. So when you see someone like you, you're gonna remember that. Then we also use animated infographics. This has been a more recent development in addition to our methodology. And those films reinforce key messages in really clear, easily digestible ways. For example, it'll be a checklist of what should be included in your employment contract. Ultimately, we want to ensure that key messages are reiterated and repeated in many different ways to target all types of learners, which is really key to adult learning and knowledge retention over the long term. So, Spencer, talk me through a a quiz session. What would I experience if I was a worker? Yeah, absolutely. So before we start, we want to make sure it's very clear that our training is not a test. This is not part of an audit. This is not something that you're gonna be able to use against a worker if they score high or low. So we make that very clear to both suppliers and the workers who are using the tool. Uh, It's really aimed at knowledge building and increasing awareness. So we ensure that the data we collect through the training is protected and individuals cannot be identified by their results. 
This is really key to the trust that we build with suppliers and workers, and it's really foundational to everything we do. So once we have that covered, uh, trainees can train either on tablets or on smartphones. They can do so either individually or in small groups. And trainings start with a basic player registration where we collect some demographic data. So then we're able to look at trends and patterns, things like gender, age, job level. After that, players will enter into the app and do a quick baseline to get a point of reference of where their knowledge is prior to training. And then they will go into this interactive game board. So uh, it looks just like any other app, gamified app, uh, where we have a pathway that they go on and you have different stops. So the first stop would be a short film, a clip that shows you something, whether it's again, that character film or an animated infographic, followed by a few questions. Then you see another film followed by another few questions and so on throughout all of the key topics within that learning. And um, sorry, sectors and languages, what, what, what's yeah. language? So after we, all those questions, they get little coins as a way to kind of virtually engage them and see their progress. Um, and then we really make sure that regardless of the type of training we're looking at, we're really focusing on user centricity. So our tools are offered in any language that would be relevant to workers or managers at every individual factory. So right now we offer almost 20 languages, everything from Chinese to Arabic to Tamil. Uh, we also make sure that there's audio support on the registration and quiz questions so players can hear things being read aloud to them and that films are both dubbed and subtitled in each language. We really wanna ensure that no matter the literacy level or education level or accessibility level, everyone can use our tool. It sounds great. So what do companies get out of that? Perhaps, first of all, um, let's look at suppliers. What do suppliers get out of this? Yeah, so suppliers obviously get the capacity building training, which is really important and key. Oftentimes it's part of their yearly requirements with brands, but we're trying to take that step up. As I mentioned, not doing the traditional way, but doing a way that's engaging with data. So uh, they also get access to the real-time data insights that you can get from those trainings. So suppliers are able to access our data dashboard to see all of the things that we're collecting about the trainings. Again, it's all on an aggregated level, so no one is individually identifiable, but they're able to see trends and patterns. They also benefit from building supplier stronger relationships with their workforce. Uh, training is seen as an investment in your workforce. Uh, it also strengthens their relationships with clients and brands and allows workers and managers to learn about their rights and responsibilities while increasing their digital literacy skills. And so that relationship with brands, I mean, are brands trying to encourage their suppliers to undertake the training? And what else do brands um, perhaps get out of uh, this? And is the data shared with brands? Yeah, absolutely. So brands really benefit from going beyond the audit. They're able to see real measurable impact from capacity building and they can get data on their supply chains. And that can go everything from the labor agents that are being used to hire workers in their suppliers to what's actually happening within any supplier they work with in any tier. They're able to get insights on many levels. They can look at markets or regions or even individual factories to help identify gaps and challenges in real time. And one of the biggest benefits, again, that we see for the brands is that they are demonstrating an investment to and commitment to suppliers by having them participate. So when it comes to the, the data bit, which we think is very, very important and something that sets us apart, is 
with traditional training, you were never able to really measure impact or see if anything had gotten through to workers and managers. But with our data being collected and then displayed in an interactive dashboard, we are able to see that real time. And that is shared transparently with brands and suppliers. So that data shows basics like how many employees have trained, when the trainings were conducted, or you can use things, um, different kinds of filters to be able to see more specific information like gender breakdown or nationality breakdown, specifically for places that are concerned with migrant workers. Brands and suppliers see general trends and patterns or can use the metaphorical magnifying glass to look at specific things like how do migrant workers from X country or women um, fare when it comes to certain topics and whether or not that there's a gap then in the way information is being uh, relayed to various types of workers. We see data as knowledge and we wanna harness that to drive change. And we think transparency and data are key. In so many things, this this type of uh, the use of data and these metrics um, allow us absolutely to uh, chart progress, and actually it allows us to chart the the smaller uh, increases in progress as well, rather than the grand tipping points that we all um, expect to see um, in, in much of this work. Absolutely. Um, you mentioned it earlier, but um, of course, you know my in interest in, in migrant workers, and I understand that you've experimented using quizzer in regards to responsible recruitment. Could you um, talk me through that a little? So over really the last year and a half, two years, the topics of forced labor, responsible recruitment, human rights due diligence have been the hot topics, I would say. Um, there's been efforts by brands, governments, organizations, uh, kind of across the board on those areas. And we've been really lucky to work with some of the global leading brands to develop trainings to address forced labor with specific focus on migrant workers as often they are some of the most vulnerable and really promote responsible recruitment regardless of what type of worker you are. Our approach is always to promote pre-competitive collaborations for the goal of the greater universal good. And so now we're actually offering a tool called ethical employment. And thanks to Disney, uh, who we've received SKIP funding through, we're expanding that to the Americas region next month. The great thing about this effort is we're not targeting just tier one factories, but other tiers and labor agencies to ensure reach throughout the entire supply chain, which is really important, especially when it comes to migrant workers. And we've learned that no matter what country or sector, Forced labor is a huge risk, but it's not always as obvious or as egregious as things like human trafficking or child labor, but can often be less conspicuous with things like withholding passports or changing contract terms without consent of workers. We know eradicating forced labor needs to be a global multi-stakeholder effort, and we're just excited to contribute towards that ultimate goal. But, but it, again, it's these smaller points on the forced labour continuum, of course, and, and I can see that this enables you to track those smaller incidents um, that are, when viewed collectively, can be more than the sum of their parts. Absolutely. And uh, what other sectors and areas of non-stop operations do you think that Quizzer could be applied to then? Yeah, we think we can be applied to any sector or non-stock operation. So uh, very soon we will be going into the logistics and uh, distribution uh, lane, as well as retail and service sectors like janitorial. Uh, very soon we also hope to do mining and rare minerals because we know that that's something that is a huge issue. And really in the long term, I think the goal is to touch any sector that we think could be relevant, including white collar, uh, big push of mine is to get into farming, domestic labor, and informal work, because often 
workers in those spaces are the most vulnerable and seem to be the most forgotten as they don't necessarily have the traditional type of four walls of a factory. And, and really that presents a number of challenges for that type of work. Excellent. So um, plenty of room for um, sort of expanding what you're doing already, but also this move into new and, and different sectors. Spencer, that's that's been great, really, um, really helpful and useful. Um, thank you so much for your time today. It's been really interesting, and I'm sure that many people um, will be having a closer look at Quizzer and to see how it could fit into their own um, business operations or initiatives. Um, we're going to put a link to Quizzer on the IHRB page below this podcast, so please do uh, check it out. And um, we're also going to be looking to see how we can feature more on Quizzer um, at this year's Global Forum for Responsible Recruitment 2022, which um, will be taking place um, online in September. So, Spencer, thank you very much for your time today. Much appreciated. Thank you. This has been a pleasure. If you've enjoyed this Voices podcast from IHRB, please subscribe to our feed. You may also wish to join our newsletter list to receive details of all of our programmes and the wider world of business and human rights from the IHRB. Thank you very much.